0: Welcome to The Unapologetic Woman. I'm your host, Pyle Berry. With over a decade of a blended experience in clinical psychology and global leadership development, I've dedicated my career and life purpose to empower women to believe I deserve a seat at the table and it's about damn time. But how do you create synergy between who you are and how you lead? On this podcast, we address that inner critic holding you back, release narratives that no longer serve you, and explore how to use your leadership platform to make an impact around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Simply put, I cut out the bullshit. I'm here to share inspiration, practical tips, and have challenging conversations with other badass individuals who are shifting the narrative for all women. So let's stop apologizing for who we are and rise together as the unapologetic woman. Hello, my fellow overthinkers. I know, I totally see you, and I totally feel you. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you're launching a new program, a product, or hiring someone, and immediately you start thinking about everything that could go wrong, right? You've got to make a decision between two choices, and this is going to up-level your business. So of course, you want to think it through, but when is thinking it thoroughly become overcooked, fried, and burnt? This can be anything from choosing which coach you're going to work with or are you ready to increase your prices for your offers and what does that look like for your clients or when the annual decisions come up of what next year's goals will be and how do you get there? The thing is, when we're finding success in our business and we continue to grow new challenges come about and we begin questioning things because it's a natural response from our bodies flight or fight. Anytime there is something new, our body is predispositioned for how much it can stretch itself to experience new things before it goes into overdrive. So How many times when you're making a decision about up-leveling your business and expanding your services or shifting your business model, you feel nervous? You wonder, okay, what are people going to think? What could go wrong? Am I going to lose some clients? Are people going to unsubscribe from me? You know, is this the right move? What am I losing out on? And those are all really great questions, definitely. However, when we ruminate it and we just can't, like literally there's a physical block that doesn't allow you to move, like you feel locked. That's when all of those questions and asking those things to yourself over and over again become and go into a toxic place and dangerous. So I'll share a quick example of something that I'm actually doing right now. And it took me time, it really did. You know, I will say I'm a recovering overthinker and this is something I work with, um, with my clients as well. And, you know, I'll share an example of like, for me and my business model and what I do in you know mindset coaching, empathy runs through my veins. It's not just a trendy leadership skill or trait for me, but it's literally what I live and I breathe. I'm a highly empathic person. I'm continuously thinking about other people and their situations, very understanding. And in fact, my research and my PhD is on empathic leadership. It's really looking at empathy as a core skill in leadership. And When I am working with highly driven, highly empathic women, and I serve them to help them, you know, shift away from overthinking, shift away from negative thinking, to me, more than anything in this world, and why I even started my business and call it the unapologetic woman is because I genuinely believe that when we reach a platform of leadership, when we're in a position, and this can start from, you know, A young leadership stage. You don't have to be completely fully baked and ready. But when we're thinking about our business, when we're thinking about the impact that we're having in our business, one of the things that was a core value of mine for the unapologetic woman is I genuinely believe that when we have a platform, how do we pay it forward? How do we make sure that using this platform, I can impact other people beyond my clients. And I continue to think how I can do this, and this probably stems from my training in psychology and having been a former clinical therapist, but I've worked in settings where I continue to see myself and humble myself for the life that I have. When I was a clinical therapist, I worked, you know, with severe psychosis and doing group therapy, and I worked in very very high risk, you know, populations and marginalized communities. And every day I would remind myself and be like, wow, you know, be grateful for what you have. And even though I'm digressing a little bit into my background, it matters because the reason I mentioned this is because for the longest time, I wanted to make sure that when I'm running a business and when I am putting work out there impacting individuals, that it's having a longer reach than just my client. And I know that there is a longer reach from that perspective as well, because if I impact my client, my client's impacting her clients and so on, but what else can I do? And I always wanted to replicate, you know, the Toms and Warby Parker model of where you buy one and give one to someone in need. And I knew that I wanted the unapologetic woman to be a movement where it's not just another coaching program, but it's truly making an impact in this world that's far reaching. And the summer I kind of have my moment where I stopped overthinking about it and just went for it. And it's been really scary for me to even say this right now on this podcast episode. It's really scary. However, I know in order for me to really stay accountable and to follow through to prevent overthinking from, you know, festering within me, it's something that I'm going to put out there. And essentially what I decided to do and I am doing is that I am running the Unapologetic Woman Group Program for women entrepreneurs who are ready to ditch negative thinking. And from the investment that these women make collectively into the program. So for example, I just have a June program that launched and I'm launching the second cohort in September. And in this cohort with all the women that come through, the 15, 20 women, collectively the investment that they have made into this program Five to 10% of it will go to a nonprofit organization that I've partnered with that will empower women from domestic violence, refugee women who are trying to restart their lives, help women get into and girls into coding and education where they're maybe lacking. But here's the amazing part is that although these are nonprofits that I'm partnering with, I am not actually going to make the decision on where that investment and that five to 10% is going to. It's going to be the women who join the program that collectively get to decide where their money goes. It's not me because this is your investment, not just in yourself, but in making an impact in someone else's life. And I'm just providing the door. So not only do women who go through my six month program feel empowered and confident as they're ditching those mindset blocks and growing their business, but they now have a bond with an organization that is changing lives. And every quarter, this nonprofit will provide an update of what's happened with the money. And within an 18 month cycle, the cohort will get an update on how their money literally bought them new computers, built a part of the school that wasn't able to exist before, given clothes for women who need an interview. And this really overwhelms my heart more than you can imagine, as my values are now firmly embedded into my business model. But you can imagine how stressful and anxiety provoking and so much overthinking went into making this decision. Will it work? What can go wrong? What if I don't get the right amount of women to sign up for the program? How much can I really promise? Is anyone going to be upset through this program? What if the first choice of the nonprofit isn't the choice of everyone? There's so many things that I have to mull over. However, you know, this is something that I have always dreamt about And I've always wanted to have as part of my business model, mainly because it's something that I firmly believe in, is to empower you so you can empower others in the world. Well, I could continue thinking about every single scenario and creating a million hypothetical situations, but all that's going to do is continue to fester into living in fear. I'd continue to believe I need a bulletproof plan before I start, but let me ask you, How many times have you made a bulletproof plan, but then something you never thought of happens and boom, (laughs) you're done and out. And you're like, wait a second, I didn't think about that pitfall. So what causes overthinking and what can you do to release how much overthinking debilitates you from leading confidently? So in the example that I gave you of what I'm doing with my business and how I'm really truly embedding my values into action, And to prevent myself from overthinking about it and from wondering if this is the right move or decision, the number one thing that I really had to focus on and be intentional about is perfectionism. And perfectionism is going to be your nemesis when it comes to overthinking because perfectionism breeds that all or nothing thinking, the black or white. It can either be this or it can only be that. It can either be the, if I'm going to do this, it's going to be all in or it's going to be nothing at all. If I'm going to have this cohort choose a nonprofit, then it's going to be a 20% donation, or it's going to be zero. Well, what if I start at five and as my business grows, I continue to scale that and have eight, then 10. So thinking about it from that place makes a difference. And you know, when we're thinking about like another example of how many of you now can look back and see that everything we learned in college was great in theory, but until we enter the real world and see how things really work, then we really know how to navigate, strategize and make solid decisions. Because when we're in college, we're learning all this stuff. It all sounds ideal of like what we should do. But when we're in the situation is where we learn of what actually works for us, because what works for us may be different than what works for somebody else. Well, it's the same thing. Perfectionism is going to get in your way and not help you. Trying to weigh every possible outcome and consideration is paralyzing. So to help yourself and catch yourself when you're walking into the perfectionist model is to ask yourself, which decisions will have the biggest positive impact on my top priorities? Will this decision upset the most pivotal and influential people that I really need buy-in from? When I create a list of all the steps in the strategy to make this goal that I can reach, what's realistic to accomplish today, this week, and this month? And focusing on that one step, that one task, and one responsibility at a time. Literally, this can be such a game changer. When we look at everything we have to do, it can overwhelm us, and we can sit there doing nothing because we've just too much. When we look at that, today, this is going to be my focus and this is what I'm gonna do. Well, that is going to then help remove everything else and we can focus on that one step that's gonna help us attain our goal. The next part is to limit the drain of decision fatigue. Our brains make hundreds of decisions every day and that's why we begin to automate it. So do you ever wonder how the heck sometimes you get home and you're like, wait, did I even turn at that stoplight? Well, that's because after a while, our brains recognize the route we're taking and it's automated for us so we can continue processing new information. So if you're going to ruminate about every single decision from breakfast to what you wear to how you organize your calendar, engage with your clients, you're going to be so exhausted and burnt out very quickly. So the more you can eliminate small minor decisions, the better you will be to operate and create space for bigger decisions think about it. Why does Mark Zuckerberg wear the same thing every day? Why does Steve Jobs wear the same thing every day? It's not because they truly love gray shirts and black turtlenecks. It's because it simplifies basic decisions that are irrelevant to moving your business or your life forward. And when you automate systems in your company, you create cultural rituals such as weekly check-ins, set times to meet with teams. Or for example, I in my business have an on week and an off week. This means that I have one week dedicated purely to seeing clients and one week where I don't. So my brain is able to focus on exactly that. When I see clients, I don't have the energy to work on other writing or substantial support and I never reschedule clients during my off week. If they miss it or can't reschedule it during that same on week, I tag their session to the end of their package with me. It helps me know what days and weeks are for what part of my business and I get so much more done. These decisions then are made for me. I've also made it a point to end my day with a workout. I am not a morning person, not gonna happen. So when I go for my workout because I'm not a morning person, this is my way to close out the evening and I'm not gonna open my laptop for work anymore. The last tip that I will share with you as an overthinker is to set up a time to stop for yourself. Give yourself a block time of 30 minutes. Think about a decision that you have to make and write down the pros and cons. Listen to your intuition and drown out all the external voices. If you are someone who needs to talk it out to get clarity like an extrovert, call your one trusted person and set the 30-minute timer. Let them know what you're thinking through, your why and what, and what is sitting with you. So for example, when I was making that decision about incorporating the nonprofit and you know this empowerment aspect of the investment i called my one person i said okay i've got 15 minutes and i really need to talk this through and i did and i brought up the key points and by the end of the conversation i was in a much more confident place and if at the 30 minute mark or you know the 15 minute mark if you haven't been able to come up with a decision then stop Revisit this either at the end of the day, the next day or next week, whatever makes sense for the urgency of the decision. But when you give yourself a mental break from the problem and don't allow yourself to think about it because of the other priorities, it forces you to reach decisions faster and without overthinking. So set a realistic deadline of when the decision absolutely needs to be made by and when you give yourself breaks from the issue, then you're able to listen to your intuition, which has been proven as our second brain that actually does send signals to our brain about what seems and right. So with this, what happens is that when we are preventing ourselves from overthinking and when we set ourselves deadlines, we're holding ourselves accountable. And when we hold ourselves accountable and we give ourselves a deadline, it prevents us from ruminating about it, looming it over and dragging this out. And the more we get clear about making those decisions, it actually also eliminates that self-doubt that we struggle with. So my overthinking friends, I know you care. I know you are so invested and you want to show that when you make a decision, there's so much intention behind it. However, be kind to yourself. Release the pressure of making the right decision or the quote unquote perfect decision. Because each decision we make has a lesson in it. And will provide us data, information, and an experience that will help make better decisions for the next time. So trust yourself, believe in yourself, and confidently make that decision that you believe so wholeheartedly is going to get you exactly where you want to go and be. Clean out that attic with the boxes so you can see clearly. When your mind is cluttered and exhausted, you're preventing yourself from believing in yourself and creating an environment for self-doubt to continue living on. And one thing that is important to remember, that you aren't defined by that. You know, being an overthinker puts us in a position where we're so afraid of making a move, we're so afraid of the repercussions, or the outcome that we don't even allow ourselves to try. And that is a symptom of perfectionism. So you are you and separate yourself from those traits that have been defining you. So as I am moving forward in this decision, I want to ask you to think about what is that one thing in your business that you've really wanted to do and you've really wanted to expand on? However, you've allowed yourself to overthink it to the point where you've convinced yourself out of it. Set a deadline, set an accountability, and make that decision and see how you feel after. Thanks for listening to The Unapologetic Woman. If you like what you heard today, then please subscribe so you'll get real-time updates when I post a new episode. And if you really believe that others should be hearing this, then leave a rating or review this episode so others can find it too. And if there's something you'd really love for me to cover or highlight, then head over to my Instagram account at pileberry. DM me to let me know, I'm all ears. If you want free resources, practical tips, and inspirational stories that I share with my clients, visit pileberry.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You'll get them all. Until then, Take a moment to celebrate your journey, reflect, and be ready to embrace your next epiphany.